0: And welcome back to Dr. Drill's Making Motivation. Today is Sunday, August 27th in the year 2023. And stepping out a little bit here, doing something a little bit uh different than I have for the past than for the past year. I've got a guest today. And it's my friend Christopher Martinelli. And he's a devil dog as well. He's a friend, he's a patient. And uh we've had the opportunity to talk a lot about Marine Corps isms. And so I think it's going to be a pretty uh, useful banter. Uh, The the dream has always been with this program that I reach out to and experience a a melting pot of individuals and some really, really uh, funny, smart, interesting people. And I think that people are, I often will say, people are the best thing going and the worst thing going. And that is a common thread uh, back in my days in the Marine Corps, a.k.a. the suck. Uh, I think that... uh, Would you agree, Christopher, that in the Marine Corps there's some of the greatest individuals you
1: ever met and some of the worst? Absolutely. Um, I feel like on the spectrum of the best and the worst, I may have touched each side of of the spectrum. um, You learn a lot lot about yourself here, but I've met some of the greatest, absolutely greatest people ever while I was in the Marines. But then some absolute birds that... (laughs) <laughs> they couldn't fly, right? So, you know, the characters and people you appreciate and stuff? Some people I'll never forget, people I still talk to to this day, yeah. uh, that I have, that I'm in more uh, frequent contact with them than some of my family members. Awesome. Do you, can you give me an example of some yeah. of the best and the worst in time in survival? Uh you Can you use their first name or their... So, I mean, the best for me uh, is this, this man, his name's Adrian Quara, and... We went through so he went he was through um san diego depot and i went through paris island but we had the same mos so we met at a school and then from a school ended up getting stationed in miramar same time our barracks were right there not the same unit but we were going through that same process of being in a boot you know that indirect and direct hazing and uh, all that beautiful stuff and just kind of learning our jobs and growing I mean dude we were 18 years old when we hit the fleet you know you're still growing I don't even know didn't even know the English language really you know let alone being on your own away from your family and uh, just there for some rough times I had you know like you just growing pains and there's a lot of loneliness sometimes for them junior Marines in the barracks and that's the truth. Yeah, God. uh and I was lucky to have him there and uh yeah to this day we still talk, we we help each other through our our current issues that we got going and always there. I mean and he's still in California. Yeah. So I mean there'd be time where he'll call me, it's eleven thirty at night over here. I'll I'll get right up, I'll talk to that guy for three hours on the phone. Yeah. You know, and some of the worst I met, I wouldn't, I guess I wouldn't even, have, um, I guess, called them true Marines because some of them make it out of the basic. And I mean, these were people who were, I I had a, a level of it myself, but you didn't want to listen. They were, weren't were there for the right purposes and they were disruptors, I, would, I guess you could say. Yeah, non-hackers. Non-hackers. And then you had a, a few of them that slid through Oh, big time! Yeah, right. Then birds can fly, you know, <laughs> and uh, they there's a couple out there in the fleet that uh, as I, I mean they teach you it only takes one, yeah. right? It only takes one of you to to f it up for everybody. It's true, man. And there've been a lot of times where you know one person gets caught doing something stupid in the barracks, and no one's getting a ninety six.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, so. it's a sh- shitty situation. There's a couple of things that come to mind there, Christopher. Um, the uh, we, we use the term non-hacker, uh, some other terminology. Uh, yeah, I was
1: I was you know, censoring my my language here. You know, what I mean? the <laughs> word that, you can you that can precludes right? Or, yeah. or, or feel free to the just, precursor to the bird. Yeah, I you was know? thinking about that before
0: we started talking because the Marine Corps uh, lingo or any sort of military is uh, coming along with it is that, you, um, you got young, uh, virile, you know, testosterone. We're talking about the majority of the, of the, uh, personnel that serve in the Marine Corps are male. Oh, yeah. Um, but although there are females called WMs, but primarily males will, will join this, uh, this service branch and nothing is sacred, right? So you are, a kind of a shoddy material. You are, you, you're, you're, young, you've got testosterone surging through your circulation. So you're also not risk averse. So you're, you're, um, inclined to go out there and do stupid shit and you want to do hard shit. Yeah. Uh, and you want to be challenged. You're, I think people join the Marine Corps because they know that they're a little bit, um, they're looking for a challenge. they are looking for a test. Uh, they know they might be a little bit nasty, and if they don't go off and do something really, really, in, uh, really, really uh,
1: big, it's like you're throwing the gauntlet down, and I'm going to step up to the challenge, right? Yeah, I mean, and I mean, there's nothing more, especially when I was, I was, I mean, even more so for you. I mean, they call them the few and the proud for a reason. I mean, there's not a lot of them. They, it's a just a whole different level of training and discipline and. Yeah, you do feel a certain way once you get through and you make it to your first unit, and you're you, there's something about you become a marine, right? So like yeah. now you are charged. up, <laughs> You are charged. You're up. fucking motivator you now. You are, and yeah. you think you can conquer the world, and that's what they're looking for. But you know they they tell you they're going to break you down, right? Till you are nothing, and we will remold you. Yeah. In our image. <laughs> It's I tell you it's crazy
0: man that's yeah I bought I bought hook line and sinker all that the friggin posters on the door the friggin old school camouflage netting that the recruiters hung up sometimes they had sandbags dude they still up. had they still had that bag. that wooden block by the door and slap. yeah slap it with a hand You got got slap it Whew. every time where you got a friggin K bars they get the the recruiters would get these golden K bars if they sold enough people into the into the Marine Corps so. um What I meant to say say before is that part and parcel in that uh, with that extreme experience that you're signing your life away to do is that nothing is sacred. And therefore, you're thrown into a melting pot of all these individuals from the north from the south. If you're on the East Coast liver or if you, uh, my impression was that if you're like Midwest to East Coast,
1: you're going to go to Paris Island. Uh, They do it by the Mississippi. Mississippi, but if you're east of the Mississippi, you go to Depot, Paris Island, okay, and everything west of that, you're going. To you're going to Hollywood, Hollywood Marines, right? So Christopher and I went to
0: PI, but n- nothing being sacred. There's a lot of f bombs. There's a lot of rough around the edges. If you know, I would say if you like, so if we drop some f bombs and stuff like that, you're just gonna have to suck it up because it kind of goes to the territory. It I don't want to in, uh, insult anybody, or but you're probably, you are probably guys, anybody listening to this podcast you'd probably be interested into that shit. But um, so, yeah, some of the best people, some of the worst people. You mentioned something uh, before, Christopher, that really rung, uh, struck a, a chord with me, which is that we all kind of contain, do we not all contain the good and the bad?
1: Of course. The yin and the fucking yeah. Absolutely. That's where, that's where leadership shines. Can they identify that in the junior Marines and, and the people that are under them? Can they identify... And maybe this is a bad personality trait. Let's work that out of this guy. Right. Some people do, some, some people don't, you know. Sometimes it's they identify that and you can't do nothing for that person. Right. Because it's just something that didn't hinder them in training. But whenever you're out in the fleet, and now you the responsibilities are are more than just how many push-ups and pull-ups and how fast I can run, how much (laughs) sand I can eat. Yeah. Right. It's it's much more. You have a job now. You're working on aircraft. You're preparing, right, infantrymen mm-hmm. to go fight. You know and get, the stakes are higher. Mm-hmm. So those personality, personality traits can get, definitely hinder yeah. your, pro, your progress. And, and good leadership will work that out and address that and change that marine for the better. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can't. So good leadership <laughs> will get that guy the hell out of there. Yeah. Maybe put him on a cleaning detail.
0: Right. <laughs> a little fucking working party. Yeah, a little working party. Um, so, on that note, it's uh that, that makes me think about something too. So, yeah, you have uh, Christopher and I were talking the other day, and I, I quoted uh, Chesty Puller, who's that bulldog looking guy, uh, God rest his soul, oh, who was uh, like Marine. the iconic Marine, oh, yeah. you know, with the pipe at, sticking out of his mouth. So, he was famous for saying, I believe, you know, show me, bring me to the brig, that's where all the real Marines are. And so uh, back in the day, when, when we are uh, in some sort of combat situation or when there is an active war going on, got forbid, uh, you know, you're going to ask a lot of these men and women to go off and fight and die for their nation and uh, come back in a, hopefully, in whole. But we have all heard of circumstances where that doesn't happen. And so you're asking a lot of these Marines, you can forgive, you can overlook some of the things, those personality traits like we're talking about. The, the guy who's a, a chronic discipline case or an alcoholic or whatever it is, um, when he goes out to fight uh, on the battlefield, he's just like anybody else as a Marine. Uh, he's in the fighting hole next to you. He's going out slugging it out with the enemy. So, um, you know, he can just focus on his mission if he's in a contained environment. It's almost like uh, we also talked about the movie with Clint Eastwood Oh, man, so many. Uh, yeah, <laughs> fucking uh, Heartbreak Ridge. Yes. Where he says, uh, the, the officer, the major, I believe, who was a dickwad, one, said, uh, you know, Highway, I, I think that they should they should put you behind a glass pane that says break, uh, break glass in time of war. Because otherwise,
1: they weren't, you know. But, you, I mean, that's a, the Marines as a whole. Yeah. Right? They're just rabid. But, I mean, listen, the, the Marine Corps grunt is a very special. Yeah. Right. And uh, just before we get too far from Chesty Polar. Yeah. One of the the greatest Marines obviously. But he had a quote in which I have used for my defense because you know, early in your Marine Corps career, especially in the in the training phase, your hands better not be in your pockets. Yeah, right? you get your daggone hands out of your pockets, Get your daggone hands out of your out of your pockets. Chesty Polar. One said, a Marine with cold hands and empty pockets. A dumb Marine. You could take that off the bank. You could take that off the bank.
0: That's and, I, true. and I
1: used it. Yeah. You know? I, oh, I used it. Yeah, On yeah. duty? Yeah. That was cold. Yeah. I had a cold night there in the Mississippi for a little bit.
0: Christopher and I were talking about, um, so we got two clipboards before us and some basic uh, notes that we jotted down. And... Uh, we have these pens and in the Marine Corps speak, they call them ink sticks. And these pens are fluorescent. Like I got, I have like fuchsia and he's got a bright red over there. Oh yeah. And I got them for the office here So that I was telling Chris, that when we, uh, when we write, we can kind of, we can think outside the box, get creative by having these colors in our life. But in a in Marine Corps in ink stick is always black, just a standard black dick pen. Anything else? God forbid you have blue, you can't sign on the dotted line with, with anything other than a black pen. So it's kind of, it's it's following the Marine Corps' uh, insistence on uniformity. You have, everybody looks the same. Everybody dresses the same. Everybody following trains orders. the same. Following orders to the T. Everything's got a uniform regulation. If you step outside with your freaking mustache is too long or too short or your freaking haircut is too long or too short or you got a freaking nose hair hanging out or whatever. They're going to let you know about it. And, uh, but that, correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, but is uh, there's something in that where everybody, everybody's stripped away. But in a moment, we're going to, we're going to shift gears and talk about our transitions to the civilian sector and how absent when we step out of that, um, that Marine Corps environment, although most of us bitched about it every day serving in it, because it, they call it the suck for a reason. It sucks. You embrace it's it. It's fucking misery. you got to embrace the suck while you're there. But everybody's counting down the day before, you know, until the day that they get discharged. And uh, so um, we're going to talk about the transition to the civilian sector and how different the civilian sector is. And then we're going to talk about leadership traits. These are elements of the 14 of them uh, per the Marine Corps manual. And each of them are character traits um, that will help you in – service and in life and we'll tell some stories about those so um yeah so so let's talk about some uh, we'll go back and forth you you drop an, a marine corps term
1: and then we'll discuss it and i'll drop a marine corps term. okay i uh have a outstanding list here i'm, not, I'm, I'm gonna tell you that right now <laughs> all right one that i loved right and i still use it broke dick <laughs> As in, give me a part of speech oh my god i mean you have say corporal dusty right that he's just a broke dick he's always going <laughs> to sick sick the
0: sick day uh, this is geez. the best because you could not do that today oh absolutely so you couldn't call anybody a broke dick or another Another one like
1: that would be like a lymph dick, dick, or Lima Delta. Lima Delta is definitely a more <laughs> tactical way of about going. It. So broke dick. But broke dick is so good for me. I love it. I don't. I don't want to waste all. I have so many good ones. All right, we'll do a speed round.
0: then. So you say you say broke dick. <laughs> I'll raise you. Um, See if you get it off. I'll raise you scuttlebutt. Scuttlebutt. Wow, wasn't on my list, but
1: absolutely it, amazing. It's a good one. A little.
0: As in what's the scuttlebutt? Uh hey, scuttlebutt is like rumor. It's rumor. Or like, hey, what's going on? Give me the scuttlebutt
1: on this. What's the situation? What's the four one one? Absolutely. And that's and it's very uh translatable uh translatable to the office, right? Civilian office, that's like your copy copy machine right. talk, right? Like yeah. you, your guys are around what's like the scuttlebutt the water cooler, hey
0: what's going on? What's it, a scuttlebutt on this new guy.
1: Oh yeah, it's all it's all the shit talk. Um did less. I mean, if the Marine Corps is literally just ninety-eight percent of your day is being hazed or hazing or watching you yeah. get hazed, fat body. I <laughs> mean, fat body <laughs> is one. Of, remember, I was I was in the air oh, wing. I was in the air wing, yeah, so we yeah. had a lot of fat bodies. A, a few fat bodies oh, that refused up. to wear the digital cami when they oh, would go over. It's
0: terrible man. It's it, but it's... Did they do the horizontal two horizontal lines and boot candy spray paint for weight control? Or like when you got to your unit, they we had this thing the guys <laughs> they would they would put two horizontal lines, like an equal sign. Woo. It was spray paint on their on their um, olive drab skibby shirts. Love it. And so then everywhere they went, you know, obviously they were overweight compared to everybody else. Uh, which is not to your advantage when you're in the Marines. No. because uh, the whole the core of the you know the cornerstone of, of the Marine Corps is physical fitness. You know, it's not to mention... Where, Passing your PFT, passing your freaking test. Your PFT I mean, three pull-ups oh. for uh, fat
1: bodies, huh? Oh, fucking fat body, or hauling ass for a three-mile run. I mean, even just trying to get that twenty-six-minute three-mile—that's like <laughs> the bare <mayor laughs> fucking <laughs> minimal.
0: So these are things. Obviously, we're not endorsing the term "fat." Listen, you know, in this in this woke world, we're not trying to offend anybody. Um, but you know, if you think back to the, you ever seen the movie um, with? Hartman, Gunny Sergeant Hartman, fucking the, the iconic Marine Corps film
1: Full Metal Jack Full jacket. Metal
0: jacket, and when he says, You are a disgusting fat body, pile. And he kind of preys upon this guy who was not of uh, the fitness of everybody else. That was the main thing I think what made him a target was that he was not fit, and they caught him with the jelly donut in his footlocker. Um, and he just preyed upon that guy. So that was kind of was not too far from the truth. If it's, you were if you yeah. were if you were a friggin' an overweight individual, you are um you're like an island because you cannot hang. You cannot grab the gear, you can't pile the gear on, you can't cover the ground. And so the implication is that you really cannot do your job. And so being a um you say limp limp dick. Broke dick. Broke dick and a fat bearing a fat body is almost almost synonymous. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They they work very hand in hand together. And uh it's yeah, it's because now you're only moving right as fast as that slowest element. Yeah.
0: And your unique. fast is a smooth. Uh, uh, fast is the slowest individual, right? Absolutely. Everybody, no,
1: leave nobody behind. because well, so. and that's and that was the beautiful thing. That's why we would do the Indian runs, right? When we would go PT, yeah. right? And and uh, so that it is. I've seen it work for the good. I've seen men take that and whip their bodies into shape, knowing yeah. that their their job depends on it yeah you know and then also at the same time you see some people not take too kindly to it and
0: it's you know it's terrible to see i, I can think of i can vividly remember some fat bodies some weight control individuals who they always had to find saturday mornings we call it remedial pt they had yeah. a out for remedial, remedial PT. So one of the leaders of the unit uh a corporal or a sergeant or something was tasked with taking all these young men out there that were overweight to improve their physical fitness. Which and, is uh, bettering. It's bettering, yeah. but it's, it's bettering. humiliating because everybody else is walking around like, hey, we can hack it. We're normal. Um, so the whole thing um, is completely in contrast to to our society today. But the term meritocracy, where like, you have to, you earn your spot. Like you you have to be fit. You have to be a good shot. You have to be good on patrol. You have to be dependable. And if you're not, you stick out like such a fucking sore thumb that you will be in a world of shit. You will be in a living out.
1: Not even just from the leadership. From the rest of your platoon. Respect. among You know, because once you start to bring everybody else down, you start to ruin things for the rest. So there could be resentment. It's a real team building exercise. Yeah. Right, I mean it either brings people together or it challenges challenges the group in a way that's not very uh yeah so
0: yeah, and what um i mean it could be extrapolated to anybody who's not We call it, uh, another phrase is um I will raise you your disgusting fat body mm. and say um it's more of a phrase uh ten percenter ten percenter yeah. a ten percenter is like. That is the, uh, pointing out the reality that ninety percent or ten percent of the of a, of a unit of any group of people creates ninety percent of the work for the rest. So people are, that are non-hackers that are not doing their job that are not dependable, you have to then carry their weight. Sometimes literally, literally. Okay, say somebody say you're doing a hump, which is sounds obscene, but that is a forced march. You know, you got your gear, your pack, your weapon systems. And you're stepping it out and somebody would fall out of a hump. You're like fall, literally falling behind and you fall further enough back. It puts you on a, a truck. And that is like, to get on that truck is like, it's like admitting it's like, it's defeat. They, the now they're not, even if, yeah, even if you don't quit, they are quitting for you and saying, you're slowing us down. We're going to fucking die. Maybe or not going to be able to com-
1: accomplish, uh, complete the mission because you're fucking too slow. During those humps, That you're gonna see the guy on the truck the whole time. The guy, yeah. You watch Uh him sit on the, and it's miserable. I yeah. I, I believe they call them McRae humps. Yeah, yeah. Right, and we did a couple of them, and yeah, we had a few few of the larger Marines. You they're sitting on that truck, and you're watching them the whole time, and you're and you're pissed off at them. But now, if that was a a real life situation where you were on a march or you know you have to make a movement and this guy can't hack it. Granted, probably wouldn't have made it out there. But yeah, I mean that's it's self accountability, right? Yeah. I mean yeah. It's, so you, it's you took that you took the hump from me, man. Well, <laughs> hump is a great one that I still <laughs> use to this day. And people have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah, help a pack. You know part of speech, help a pack. Hike. You want to go on hike at the hump.
0: Yeah, gonna hump. You're and right? a hump the only thing maybe a hump kind of differs from a hike is that a hump. Is not like you're putting your fucking REI gear on and all your fitted stuff and your fancy two hundred dollars shoes. A hump was like fucking leather boots, eighty pounds of gear, eighty pound of gear, so a mortar base plate, all this crap. <laughs> you know, people stacking their stuff on there. Yeah. Now, what one of the cool things that I saw with these humps, uh, which I thought was cool, was that when if somebody were to fall out of a hump, it almost looked there. You'd see people who would. Nobody wanted to carry that person's gear, but we still had to carry their gear. So there were some real hard chargers, which is a term, mm. um, that would grab a mortar base plate Absolutely. or a rucksack. Absolutely. Lighten weight on them. And they'd fucking go. they just go and just on point of pride. So you see some incredible people that rise above the odds and do some nutty things that um, not everybody can do. And I say, I
1: believe that a lot of that comes from the, the mental training Absolutely. I don't f- like we were just talking about all that hard, hard stuff that you're going through that brings the best out of a lot of men. Embracing the suck. And you embrace the suck and you come together yeah. as one unit.
0: Yeah. And that's yeah. why, like, you get at one of the things that is funny when um, they call them Geiger Tigers, right? Geiger Tigers. I've heard it. I don't remember oh, it, yeah. to be honest. So, like, uh, when I was in, they had, get a go to boot camp and then you go to, uh, called MCT, where all, all the, everybody went to MCT, yeah. Marine combat training. And so, uh, this guy, your tigers, when you come out of the other end of recruit training, it's so intense and you feel like you, your confidence is fucking way through the roof and you've been told that you're nothing. And now that you've been told that you're everything, you got the Eagle globe and anchors on your lapel and you just feel like you're on top of the world. And so you could be the fucking nerdiest of nerds and you can come out the other end of recruit training. Um, even if you just squeaked out. You feel like a super soldier. You really do. And you had all these people walking around, squat with swagger
1: and springing M- their stuff. MCT was good, you know. And then you go out to the field, you're staying in them sea huts, yeah, having a great time. You, that is a good feeling, though. So I mean, like, cause you you're like, yeah, I just did this, and you just don't know though at that moment that you're not shit. <laughs> you you're still a, You still have a long way You might way as ago. well still
0: be a recruit. You're a boot. <laughs>
1: you are a boot. A you're going to be told you're a boot. There's mine, boot. You go. You go, recruit. Um, a good one for me. I love it. Oh, is, we'll 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 do it. Moonbeam. Uh, moonbeam. Oh yeah. Flashlight. A moonbeam is a flashlight, and I just love it. To me, it's very nostalgic because when I think of moonbeam, I think of you're that recruit. You're on fire watch. Put the different colored lens in. You're standing there, and you're just man, I guess you're watching for a fire, you know, and, uh, but it just, it's very nostalgic for me. Moonbeam is great. It's if, uh, you search that one up on the internet, you'll see it's a uh, right Right, They really identify is it. Yeah. That it's, it's a beautiful thing. And, uh, I still use that one to this day. It was a good one. I'm going to go,
0: uh, again, it's a phrase site alignment, site picture. Sight alignment, sight picture is going to be, this is, we're talking about rifle stuff now, marksmanship. So sight alignment and sight picture is basically you looking through an iron sight with your M16 and looking down range and being able to find the right position to set your sights on so that only then will you pull the trigger and there's a a process, such a process involved, like um, if there was ever... Like an imperative instruction, another one, on uh, like a way to do something. The Marine Corps and the military in general, I think, one of the a- positive aspects of it is that they they've figured out the recipe to do every little fucking task. It could be brushing your teeth, it could be shaving, it could be marksmanship, as an example. Or you do something called snapping in, and <laughs> so you look at this fucking fifty-five gallon drum, and it's got a picture of a a target on it and a white background, and um, you practice finding site alignment and sight pictures so that you can very specifically hone in on that target and only then pull the trigger slow and to the rear. Um, and I feel like marksmanship is a microcosm of a greater macrocosm, which is finding the target, completing the mission, um, com- uh, accomplishing the goal, and there's a recipe. And if you follow it, and that's why they would say Marines uh, every marina marksman, regardless of
1: their job, because they learn the right process to do that. Um, Yeah. And And when you follow that, that process correctly, you're going to be able to accept the consequences of that trigger pull, right? You want to make sure that every single thing was done correctly, right before that trigger pull. And you can metaphorically use that in so many different ways. Before you do something that has a consequence. Before you pull the trigger on something. Right? You're going to want to run through this checklist to make sure that, A, you're efficient at what you did, and you know that you're going to be prepared for what comes after that moment. Yeah. Yeah, love it. Squared away. Squared away. To be squared away. To be squared away is is a myth, in my opinion. (laughs) Because... Nothing's ever good for you nothing was ever good enough that was the beauty of the Marine Corps. that's true you could think you're you're uh squared you away you are four nine degree angles you are the squarest of the square yeah and uh yeah you forgot the dust underneath this uh, floorboard here in Marine Corps. never nothing is ever good enough nothing's ever good enough and that's a that's a good thing sometimes you it know? is
0: like you, you can like you shoot for the moon but you had a star absolutely yeah but to be squared, if you think about a squared-away Marine, what do you think?
1: When I think of a, a squared-away Marine, I mean, he's he's got all the, the I's dotted, the T's crossed. Um, his uniforms are ready for inspection before any notice of inspection. Barracks room, immaculate, right? Boots are polished. He's 300 PFT'd, <laughs> right? He's already stud, studying for uh Corporal's course, and he and he's a PFC, yeah. right? He's he's got all everything aligned, right? Yeah. He's in many cases, I wouldn't say he's motarded, but so the term called motard
0: which again is derogatory, is everything is derogatory, man. Everything is fucking derogatory. If you're the guy with the freaking the big nose and a little dick, yep. people are gonna tell you they're, they're, that's gonna be your nickname which is terrible if that's your situation. But I mean, most of the time, people embrace their nicknames and their identity. As you find your place within the group, it's a pecking order thing. Uh, but a Motard is somebody then, if the goal is to be, yes, you want your boots polished, the Motard would spit shine their boots and they would have razor creases in their camis. But if you're going to look like that, then you your character better better follow suit and you know sometimes you know people who love to fucking depress their cover which is their hat their piss cutter (laughs) or they love to look great in uniform but they weren't worth a shit uh, at their job or people you know they couldn't pt or something like that there was something glaring about them like they they did all their mcis which are like correspondence courses that you have to take they were to be on personal finance or land navigation they were like little little college class uh, you know like Marine Corps Institute little yeah Marine Corps Institute, little classes that you would take and you had to fulfill them in order to get promoted. But uh, a motard would um, <laughs> would be like another term is a lifer, which is a derogatory term that um, most Marines because if you're 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 been in for an enlistment or left la- you know, basically for part of an enlistment you hate it when you're first in. When you first get in, right? You get once the, uh, the honeymoon period. Once the honeymoon period is over, and you get out to your actual job, and you realize, wow, you know there are some flaws. To every organization there's going to be, and there's shitheads, mm-hmm. and there's there's obstacles, there's power trippers, there's all this stuff. A uh, lifer would be somebody who is like you can tell that they plan to stay in for the rest of their life, and which is might be great for them, but. Um, these people oftentimes will be, um, they'll leave a lot to be desired from a leadership point of view. Yeah. They, they want to be in charge. They, they love so much in an organization. (laughs) There's so much power involved to get in short, to be in charge of a group of people. He's got to outlast them sometimes. You know, that's, (laughs) that's
1: like, that's their, their pace plan. Like, uh, they will just, they'll outlast it, you know? And, uh. Maybe sometimes not intentionally. You know, they're just not good enough to to get a a billet. Right. And, uh, but they'll, I mean, a lot of the dudes that are super hard chargers, they're smart enough, not that smart enough to realize, but they realize that, hey, you know what? The Marine Corps might not be it for me because that's how how smart they are. But they take and what they've learned, which is amazing stuff. You know, there's things that I can't get rid of if I tried that I apply to the, to my, my civilian life that, that I love. It's, it's amazing, you know, but you know, they're, they're also the people that sound off in the chow hall, you know? Yeah. You don't do
0: that. Sound off in the chow hall, the chow hall. A, a little bit too much enthusiasm, a little bit excess enthusiasm so that all the people around them are a little bit like underwhelmed, like, okay, guy, you know, you're still, you're, you're still acting like you're from boot camp. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, What's some other terms that we can discuss? There? Um,
1: I use um one that I still use all the time. So, half-mast. W- working on the flight line, right, we wear coveralls, right? I mean, there would be days where we would wear our camis in, but yeah. we'd wear coveralls, right? Flight like boots and wear cranials and stuff like that. And there'd be times where it's super hot. So, you would zip that thing up, wrap it around your waist, Right, and then if you're in your canvas oh, yeah. too, you're just taking your blouse off. Yeah. You're half masted, right? You're, yeah. It's just I, I just love the fr- I love it. It's Fast just half mast. You know, <laughs> I mean, I got a couple other things you probably like boots
0: could. and use boots and use. Bo- yeah, about boots it.
1: and use. Absolutely.
0: Um, I remember one time talking about fucking lifer and and half mast. I think I told <laughs> you about this one. We stopped. around a working party, and we were heading off base, uh, heading out to my buddy. Who lived? Who was married? We call them a brown bagger. These are married Marines who don't typically don't go to the chow hall. Their wife's going to pack a lunch for them or something like that. So they call them brown baggers. So we ran out to his house after a working party, and we stopped to get money from the ATM. And this life a frigging like a first sergeant or something like that, pulled up in the suburban. He's like, "Hey, Marines," because we never blouses on. And uh, he fucking gave us a ton of shit, made us feel like pieces of shit just because what there for. we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lifer, somebody like that, and I, I could see, you know, as somebody who's, who's put in 20 or 30 year, you know, 20-something years as an enlisted personnel, it's kind of, they see it as their job, their duty, their mission to keep everybody else in line and to, and to, and to police, that's a good freaking phrase, oh, yeah. police their own. Police your own. Police that lifer wants to police his own because he sees a Marine Corps that is his entire That's his life.
1: the warrant officers. Oh
0: god, fucking like warrant officers. These are like enlisted people who go so far as far as they possibly can in the enlisted ranks, and then rather than going straight officer because they have to go to college, they do some advanced training and they become like an Apache helicopter yeah. pilot. Yeah. These are awesome.
1: They're so we're talking away. about
0: squared away. They're squared away motivated. Yeah. yeah, but um. Yeah, so they will they will take it upon themselves to uh, they'll take it upon themselves to police their own police their own. which is a great thing. It's like policing your own is like you go we go out on liberty libo that's time off, right? So you head off base with your buddies, and you know you typically hang out together, and everybody's got the high and tights. Hmm. So you can most of the people civilian civilian sector can tell that you guys are military. So let's say you go down a place like Myrtle Beach or something like that, Police and you're leaders. also in
1: like a group of ten, and
0: you're hammered, <laughs> you're hammered, and they all and you all have a little strip of hair, and you're looking to freaking get laid or fight or both, abruptly. Both. And then uh, you wind up somebody steps out of line, and there are consequences for that, of course, because you know you could get dy, you could get in a fight, you can get incarcerated, all these things would happen uh, on libo. Because you take these hard chargers, Marines doing their job, trained to freaking be the best of the best and and uh, in shape, all that stuff, looking for trouble. And so looking for adventure, not necessarily trouble. But they of find look for trouble. trouble in their in their adventure. Yes. And so policing your own is like, hey, bud, hey, we're not going to do that. Hey, you know, Overse is over there talking to that girl, her boyfriend's coming out. Like, let, let's go bring him back into the fold before he does something stupid. And then got to bail him out of jail something like that policing your which own. happens yes very often and it sucks because that person again all of us having an angel and the devil on our shoulders that per that could be us under different circumstances especially given that we're so young and and just freaking aggressive and uh, by the nature of the work we do that uh, it's 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 liable to happen so policing your own is like on duty and off duty taking care of one another which I think is a great friggin' thing to do.
1: Well that's it's and it's great way to do it. comes naturally for especially me, I never lived on base, right? So I was always in the barracks. So you have those dudes that are always there and they you rely on each other. And like rarely did I walk to the chow hall by myself, right? You're going around the yo, who's who's hungry? We're going to the chow hall, make sure you bought your meal card. You yeah. know, I don't want those dirty civilians yelling at me again. Right. Right? And uh it's just, it's, that makes it, it makes it everything. I don't know how to really all say it. You know, you, and you that same group of people, you're going off base. You know what I mean? Just, yeah, you not looking like for trouble, but it's you, like you're in a gang, man. You got, you feel invincible. And that's, that's the, almost the best part about what the Marine Corps instills into you, because they make you, the only way to say it, into killers. They mm-hmm. make you into a killer. And it's, and if you use use that the correct way, you can accomplish anything. You really can. You you can accomplish anything. You really can. And um when you uh policing made me think of something, not even that it has anything to do with it. But that's a, a tough shit chit. You ever hear of the tough shit chit? No. Yeah. You Little know, T S chit. Yeah, it's just a story, you know, that mm-hmm. when you you know, that they, over the weekend, you say you report back to your unit, and you just have this just this sob story. And, you know, your staff sergeant will maybe give you the, the day off to give you the, the old tough shit chit. You know what I mean? Like, uh, a bad story. It's a sob story right here. We're going to give you the uh, tough shit chit. Tough shit shit. Yeah. The shit is a piece of paper. Shit is
0: a piece of paper.
1: It
0: um, made me think about your own, and what you just described, how you go out in town with your buddies or you, you know, so you feel like a warrior, you feel like you're invincible, you feel high, your confidence levels are are at an all time high. And then you've got a bunch of other people that feel the same way. And they have the same experience. And they all miss their girlfriend and their parents and their hometown and your way and you have one another. And so that makes the bond even more strong and so when you go out together unbeknownst to yourself you are and and while you're doing something that sucks because you're doing something even though we all sign up for this most of us should have done the the homework to know that it was wasn't going to be all you know it wasn't glory it wasn't going to be all glory (laughs) like it's going to be hard times the day-to-day can suck quite a bit you know again just being away from home just uh You know, if you should find yourself in a combat theater or something like that, there's obvious hardships in that. That's the worst case scenario or the best case scenario. And that's what most Marines felt. You know, you get you go to train for showtime, train for the job, which is to go out there and defend our country and our way of life and fight and dive if we need to for uh, for what we believe in. Then uh, to go out there and do that is the ultimate honor. But. For the lack of that, I served in peacetime. So, uh, you know, you go out on, in in town and and go out there and tear the town up and hang out with your buddies and make lifetime memories. That you come home and you feel after four years or whatever, you feel like you know you get dumped into the civilian sector and you will see, try to find those sorts of relationships the rest of your life.
1: Yeah, and a lot of times in vain. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to find that. You know because like especially like in the, in the beginning of your Marine Corps career, it's really easy to be consumed by like the, the redundancy, right? There's this, these little menial things that you have to do day in and day out and accomplish, and what you're accomplishing in them with another person who's from some other part of the country who's by themselves, and you're doing that together, and that's like, like you said, it's really hard to transition into the civilian world. And find that same meaningful relationship. It's very hard, and especially when it's when that's what you're looking for. It's a, you don't it's even a big know that lockdown. you're going
0: to be looking. Yeah, you don't always understand. I didn't. I didn't always know that that was going to be what I would miss. Because like again, you're trying. You're smelling the barn door, so to speak. You're trying to like can't wait to get out um, of the Marines. You know, you're you get your DD two fourteen with your discharge papers and get out and start life. And you know, you're you can't wait to get that finish line. most marines do an enlistment you know maybe do an enlistment um but most do not re-enlist in my experience so you get out and you're so eager to do that then you get dumped in the civilian sector which brings us to the you know the final part of our discussion here where uh, we talk about uh, the extrapolation for lack of of that environment you know you're not living in the squabba, you're not living in a barracks with a bunch of other uh, people that have the same problem as you. You're not on a cohesive mission with a bunch of other human beings. Now you're trying to find your place in the civilian sector, which is just riddled with randomness and people doing whatever they
1: want to do, and um, people getting away with doing nothing. People getting being away with paid the same wages as you for doing everything. The non-hackers they don't get it. There's no. They're basically they're sitting on that truck during the hump. Yes,
0: <laughs> they're driving away, they're getting, smiling, fucking yeah. waving. <laughs> Thanks at for you. carrying my gear. Yeah, <laughs> So um, it's definitely a different world, but I am so glad that I, um, that I experienced that the Marine Corps experience is one of the things that really, the good, the bad, everything, um, made me a better human being, so that I, when I could go out into the world. Um, I took with me some of those core values. Um, There is something called the 14 leadership traits uh, known by J.J. did, Did J.J. did tie buckle.
1: So that was the
0: acronym. And it goes judgment, justice, dependability, integrity, decisiveness, tact, initiative, enthusiasm, bearing unselfishness not courage knowledge loyalty enthusiasm and that's fucking
1: it that's um that's very impressive sir. yeah i practiced that oh, that's very impressive can't you give me your ten general orders though? yeah no, no 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 the general
0: order i know a few of those but uh so i would think my i'm gonna i'm gonna start out with my favorite Leadership trait, or one of my favorites, that's loyalty. I feel like you know, there was something uh, Marine Corps ism that was was like a legend where you could take your personal items, your wallet, your whatever, no phones back then, but your wallet and leave it on your rack, and you could you're supposed to be able to walk away and nobody would fuck with it, nobody would steal your money. And I think that was not the reality. Somebody probably rat fuck you to rat fuck. Rat fuck is a great term. Rat fuck is like, if you have, let's say you got a bunch of breakfast cereals in your, in your cupboard, you got friggin' fruit loops, which are your favorite. And you've got Cheerios and you've got rice Krispies and somebody rat fucked your fruit loops. That was yours. And they knew that you really loved it, but they ate all that anyway. To rat fuck something is to, uh, is to just to, to eat all of it up or to take it. Um, they would have rat-fucked your wallet. They would rat-fuck my wallet, take all my stuff, run my, my
1: credit cards that I had any back in the day. Before you hit a field exercise when you're, you are rat-fuck all the MREs yeah. of the cheese spread. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so
0: the thing about the MREs, meals ready to eat, they come in these big cardboard boxes. There'll be some different meals. They got freaking pork rice and barbecue stuff. They got all these different things. And then the one that everybody would rat-fuck because there's a dozen in each box. They would rat fuck the beef stew.
1: Yeah, beef, the beef stew, stew was, was good. coveted. Yeah, I, I, I was, I, I was a big chicken tetrazzini. Really, kind oh, of good. guy. It was it was chicken paste, t- essentially. It was just <laughs> paste. <laughs> was like this oh, I loved it.
0: Yeah, so you would rat fuck. So maybe like if, if maybe you, a chili if Mac there was that. an unattended uh box of MREs, what one would you go get? So it would be kind of a funny term. Hey, I rat some who rat fuck the MREs, but. um in a negative way, it yeah. would be like, somebody take, somebody steal your shit. So most people probably would not in the Marines, but there is 10 percenters. They are there. They would run out and fucking take your shit if Absolutely. they saw, saw an opportunity. So um, so loyalty is something that really means a lot to me. I feel like if you're people that that, um, that live and work together and you have this common experience and you have something to protect, um, there's an integrity around that. Relationship and so loyalty to me means like just being true to to the common goals, um, the mission. If you're a, if you're a friend, be a fucking good friend. Be the type of friend that you know. I know I can call you and you, you know, eleven o'clock at night. You pick Absolutely. up at three. So not a lot of people will do that. Um, uh, loyalty, you know, somebody who um, who you shared an experience with, and because of that. They should pay particular attention to your feelings and, you know, the, your relation, the integrity of your relationships to keep it whole and to preserve that. Because we talk about how all the great things being all these positives from uh, being in any organization or being in a family or being a member of uh, the United States Marine Corps. It's very fragile. It's strong, but it can also be very fragile if somebody decides to do whatever the fuck they want to do. Oh you absolutely. Know, you know, and that was a negative that was a negative uh accusation from the drill service. Like, oh, you want to be an individual. To oh. be to be an individual meant like you were just gonna despite the mission that we're on, despite this fucking hill that we're gonna attack, you decided that you were gonna go rap fuck the MREs and stay back at the at the um patrol base. And and, and and you know why? Because it's separate. fuck the other fuck the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> separate, buy, <fuck> the <laughs> other guy. Or or we call him a fucking blue falcon, blue, falcon. You know? blue fucking falcon, uh, is a buddy fucker. All right, It's somebody? Don't be a buddy fucker. Mm-hmm. You lack loyalty if you're a buddy fucker. You should always be thinking of your, of the people that are, you're in the midst. And there are a few. I mean, you can't blame some people for being buddy fuckers in a sense because if you have not had the experiences like yeah, we've man. had, mm-hmm. then you don't realize how important it is to be to really um, stay the course and be there. For, for individuals. Some people do it instinctively, but like, I mean, we could talk about a workforce or something like that where, you know, everything depends upon people working together and accomplishing a common goal. And if you're the one that says, ah, fucking, I'm just not going to come to work tomorrow or I'm not going to do my job and everything falls apart, you know, that'd be a damn
1: shame. So, that's my leadership trait, loyalty. Well, and I love that one too. I, I, I mold my, my life by that trait sometimes it's to my own detriment especially in the civilian world um my trait would be decisiveness Mm. i love it a leader to me you have to be able to make decisions uncomfortable maybe untimely you gotta know how to uh, identify the uh, you know people in your midst and, and make that decision saying, hey, no, this guy's the best guy for the job. Or we've talked about it before. You're the leader, and one of your junior Marines or someone who's working underneath of you brings some, a different tactic right, to the forefront, and you know that that is a better idea than your own. Can you make the decision to acknowledge that and say, you know what, that was a great idea. Let's, we're gonna do what he said, right? That, in my head, that is, to be able to decide that quickly, uh, identifying what's, the, what's a good idea, um, and knowing how to lead, right? If, are you good at the, I've uh, um, um, lost the word, but um, are you gonna lead from the trench?
0: Or can you
1: lead? Lead uh, by do you know how to delegate? Delegate. It's huge for me, and um, I've seen that both in the Marines and you know I'm a metal worker, right? And I've worked in some heavy manufacturing, and knowing how to delegate the the people that are under you, and to me that's it's just huge because that's how you're gonna you know have great effect As yeah it's gonna like, have a
0: grow, and that's one of the things on that note i'm thinking of is uh you know you can have an ex uh, force multiplication oh, a force multiplier is <laughs> one of my favorite things oh, force multiplier whoo. is like something that has it's something a grenade be, is a force multiplier <laughs> my friend it could be a, a tool it could be a person i yeah. think to embody the force multiplier is like somebody who makes other people better <laughs> somebody somebody that's okay we're good. Good. We got friggin' eight mics left, so we're good. Um a force multipli- force multiplier is somebody who brings out the best in others who, who maybe notices the traits in from other people that they possess, their strengths, their weaknesses, and can 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 destroy their weaknesses and build their strengths and put them in the right spot in order to accomplish the mission. In a in a rifle platoon, this would be like, hey, you know, everybody's gotta know everybody's job and the importance of them and be able to employ the different weapon systems and navigate and shoot and move and all this stuff so to be a force multiplier is fucking awesome i think in the in the civilian sector it makes me think of like a manager who would do as you say who would say all right this individual right here like i have some good ideas i've been doing this for freaking decades of my life i'm going to put my ego aside because i can see this person can do the job just as well and quicker more efficiently so I'm gonna promote them. I'm gonna put them to this task. I'm gonna give them more responsibility. But I think and it makes you look better, a as a
1: leader, and to your boss or your hire, whoever's in charge of you, because you're in control and those men trust you now, right? Like it's it's a wonderful thing. Yeah,
0: and- but it's it, I think that the the will you probably run into a lot is fucking nasty civilians, bro. They don't know they. It, at it's not' it, they don't, it doesn't come natural, no it doesn't come natural to the civilian because
1: you can walk to away. look
0: out for other people they they <clears throat> you know how they say uh if you're God forbid the cabin pressure you know something happens in an airplane you're supposed to put the oxygen mask on yourself first. I think it's a good method, it's a good suggestion, but um I think a lot of people would just put the oxygen mask on themselves and let everybody else fucking suffocate yeah, because so we, we, and the
1: civilian sector you think about yourself. Well, it unfortunately, sometimes society dictates, that, Yeah, that's what you I mean. know, because like you're saying, there's such a lack of leadership and togetherness. That's the one thing also I miss really bad from the Marine Corps is when, you know, I've served with every shape and color person, right? And doesn't matter because we're all green here. We're all green we're here. We're all green here. and Shades of green. It That was like, that's a concept i I've never got rid of, you know, like when you you, you both have whites in your eyes, right? You're looking yeah. right. That's all that matters. You know, it's especially, if, but if you don't have that teamwork, that camaraderie, that's that's it's hard a, to achieve.
0: That's a great one, Christopher, because, um,
1: we can use some of that nowadays, man.
0: That's so fun. We and, can really use that. It's so true. Like getting thrown into a difficult situation with people, that you would never talk to, you know, might not speak their their language. You might not be of the same color or culture or race, color, creed. You gotta fucking do it. You have to do it. it. And you have to do it. Why? Because you're told to, you're trained to do, but also it's how you stay alive. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, that this person that's in that fighting hole with you, you're 50% alert means that I'm going to stay alert. I'm going to, well, you sleep. So if I fall asleep too, and the fucking enemy comes in and sticks us with bayonets, we're dead. So you I need to, even though I'm fucking tired, I need to do whatever I can to stay If they're not
1: going to do it free in training, are they going to do it for in real world application? Most no. likely not. No. So but yeah, but their uh, where they came from, their culture, their community it didn't matter because now we're we're all part of the same culture right now, and that's the marine corps Yeah, and that's I mean, there's nothing. You know, Staying attention, disgusting. Staying attention,
0: fucking smelling. You know, all wearing the same outfit, all stripped away from any of the things that make them unique. Yeah. Everybody's got the same haircut. Everybody's got to stand
1: the same way. And that's the beauty. But that's the Being best together. part about it is that they strip all your pers- like your personalization from you. Yeah. Right? The things that make once made you stand out where you came from or, you know, they're all gone. Now everybody's the same thing. Right? right. So, you know how are you going to stand now out let's work together so. you can still have the way there's a still always a
0: way you do things right but that might make you unique but on average you need to all focus and you know use the, the lessons learned and the experience and all the tools that is provided and fucking go off and fulfill this mission and they know how they've got hundreds of years of teaching people how to do it back in 1775 my marine corps came alive so it's a cult Marine Corps is a bit of a cult. (laughs) It's a cult for good, right? I mean, I'm saying like in contrast to other um, services. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got it. Like you think about the Army, you know, I know respect to the Army, Navy, Air Force, Coast Guard, Space space Force, all that shit. But the Marine Corps, it's got that it factor. And really, to me, in my opinion, it's all about just saying you're the best, Going off and doing impossible things with a low budget, being willing to fucking work harder, outwork everybody, you know, uh, on a shoestring budget, kicking everybody's ass, and then just training people like crazy. They really got a great uh, recipe for making war fighters, and
1: I think solid human beings. Best, some of the best. Uh, you know, there's so many things that are going to follow you in yeah. your civilian life. Yeah, you know? and you can and
0: you can extrapolate that to yeah to your civilian sector and your your life, your work, and family—they
1: tend to become the lead positions, especially in the industries that I've worked in. You yeah. know, former, prior military. You know, in general, but you get a good marine. And it's uh, you know the labor, the labor workforce. You you're can outwork work. everybody. He can outwork They're everybody. stick and, out, and, and he can
0: lead. And people know that. Uh, people know that all the time. They say, "Hey, you're a marine. Oh yeah, the got The a
1: few, the proud. Yeah, and proud. we don't need a declaration of war."
0: right um look in closing here we got a minute and a half here i just want to reiterate what the purpose of the making motivation podcast is is to um carry the flag the guide on if you will Mm -hmm. high and loud and proud for motivation for interesting people um and for their experiences to give them an opportunity to tell them tell us a little bit about themselves and uh tell a cool story laugh carry on maybe learn a little something and um, so I can't thank you enough for ha- for coming on the podcast, Christopher. Um, I have Thanks a. Thanks for having me. Oh yeah, man. I had a uh, picture I pulled out the other day. That was us when we did the mud run in McGuire. Oh yeah, cast. what a time! Right. So then here I'm in the front as a, like the chaperone, as a selfie, and in, in the back. What a bus. <laughs> fucking bus full of crazy characters. I'll never do that again. Um, because we were like a gang, but a gang for good and we rolled up and we kicked ass in the mud run. And in the middle i, I zoomed in and I see in the middle of the, the uh the aisle is you and you're giving like a, a shaka and probably like you no know, no like, <laughs> motivational war cry there as we did that. But I then I thought back and I remember you running around, you're a fast mover and fucking lapping everybody at the <laughs> mud run. You're young and in shape and as you still are. So uh um So awesome to have you on here. We'll tell some more stories going forward. Five, four, three, two, one. Thanks, brother. Kill.